You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Jets podcast. We have reached the end of the week. It is Friday, January 17th, 2020, and this is your host, John B. from gangreennation.com. If you enjoy our show, subscribe to it on your favorite podcast source, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, among others included. We will deliver new episodes to your device as they are posted each morning, make life very easy on you. And if you like the show, also give it a good review. That's very helpful to our podcast. Well, we have reached championship weekend in the NFL. 28 teams are eliminated, of course, unfortunately, including the Jets. Two more will join the 30 who will watch Super Bowl 54 on TV, while the AFC and NFC champions will be crowned this weekend, and those teams will move on to Super Bowl 54, one way, one win away from hoisting the, the Lombardi Trophy. And it's an interesting championship weekend for Jets fans. You know, this is typically one of my favorite weekends of the year. I I can never decide whether I like divisional weekend or championship weekend more. Divisional weekend, you have four games over two days, so it's a, and you, you have the top four teams in the, in the league playing, so that's always very exciting. Championship weekend, you don't get as many games, but they're championship games. And I like, honestly, I like Championship Sunday better than I like Super Bowl Sunday because Championship Sunday is about the football. There's, these are like real games. These are games in front of real fans. You know, somebody has the home field advantage that they've earned during the regular season. And the, the games have a lot of intensity. Whereas Super Bowl Sunday, it's not entirely about the football. There's, there's so much going up going on you know you have the endless pregame show where a lot of the talk is not about football and you know you have the halftime show the game kicks i guess the championship the conference championship games also kick off at weird times you know they've done that since i think like 2002 2003 but it's just a, the super bowl is kind of a bigger event you have the, it just not it there's so much different than a regular football game it's at a neutral site most of the people there aren't really fans they're not big fans most of the People that are not fans of either team. I just like this weekend better. But this is a, an extra nice weekend of championship games for Jets fans because for the first time in forever, we don't have to watch the New England Patriots play in the AFC championship game, which means that this is going to be a much more relaxed scenario than we are used to. You, you won't have to be nervous watching, hoping New England loses. I just think it'll be much more stress-free for Jets fans because and not even Minnesota. If Minnesota makes it with Anthony Barr, I think you would have had to root against them. Not as I mean, the Vikings winning wouldn't be as bad as New England winning, but you know, I, I don't see any reason to really dislike any of these teams. I know, you know like Mike Vrabel, the coach of the Titans, used to be a New England guy, but none of these teams I think is totally objectionable the way for Jets fan the way you know your rival would be the way that having to watch the Patriots in the championship game every year is and you know there are different reasons to root for the various teams I think Kansas City is I guess in the AFC I'm kind of pulling for Kansas City they're kind of a sentimental favorite because you've got it's you've got a fellow AFC a, a fellow former AFL franchise that has not won in 50 years you have to rem remember that the Chiefs' last championship came one year after the Jets' last championship. So the Chiefs fans have been waiting for 50 years. They've had a ton of heartbreak. I mean, they've had a, a, just a lot of crushing losses. I mean, you can go back to the, the game a few years back in Indianapolis where they blew the big lead to the Colts. You can go back to last year, the, the overtime loss and, and the classic game between the Chiefs and the Patriots. 
And I think you know, Andy Reid is a great coach who you know, I remember a year ago, I think before the AFC championship game, I wondered, you know, if he did not win last year, was it ever going to happen for him? Because you can never count on coming back. You know, you, it, it always seems easy to get back. It's very difficult to get back. I mean, look at that year with, with Seattle on the goal line against the Patriots where they threw the pass instead of giving the ball to Marshawn Lynch. You know, they, they pulled the anti-Brian Schottenheimer. They, they went away from their strength when it was throwing the ball. When it was, I'm sorry, they went away from their strength when it was running the ball and threw it instead. And people said, well, the, you know, the, the, they'll get over it when they get back. They still haven't been back all these years later. So it's a great accomplishment for the Chiefs to make it back. And, you know, I think that they're kind of a sentimental favorite in this game. And not that I have anything against Tennessee, but I don't see any storyline that's as dynamic for them that, that makes me root for them. Whereas on the NFC side, side, I don't have a huge preference either. I mean, I think there's an angle. It depends on how you feel about Aaron Rodgers. I think it would be great to see an iconic quarterback like that win a second Super Bowl. You have Mike Pettin on the defensive side of the ball, a former Jets defensive coordinator. Now, that could go either way because Pettin's departure from the Jets was messy, but you know he was a key part of the, Rex, the early Rex Ryan teams that almost went to the Super Bowl for the Jets. The best team, the best Jets teams in recent memory, and you know, in many ways, I think Pettin leaving hurt the Jets in a way that they never really recover. I think Rex, in some ways, never recovered from losing Pettin. I think he was an integral part of that coaching staff. And on the San Francisco side, you know, nothing. I don't have any objections to San Francisco. I think that you know, if you're you're kind of a Jets fan who likes to see some New England misery. Maybe the New England fans won't love the fact that their team traded Jimmy Garoppolo with Brady's future so uncertain. First of all, will he return to the Patriots? And second of all, will you know is can, does he have anything left in the tank? Now, I would say, I mean, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo at this point is a great quarterback. I think he's a guy who's kind of been along from the ride. And I think maybe in the next two weeks, if the Niners start to win the Super Bowl, that could change. But, uh, you know, so there's that angle. I mean, it's... I guess for me, it's a nice weekend because you don't, if your team's not in it, then the first thing you want is you, you don't want a team that you hate to win it. You don't want to have to watch a team that you hate. And the Patriots aren't in it. And so now, really, what you're just rooting for, I think, are good games. And when your team's not in it and no team that you hate is in it, I think you're just rooting for some good football. So I think that, you know, hopefully that's what we'll see on Sunday in both Kansas City and San Francisco. And, you know, hopefully it'll set up. A good Super Bowl. Yeah, you know, we could certainly. The, we've been lucky with Super Bowls lately. A lot, most of the Super Bowls, outside of like that Denver, uh, Seattle fiasco in MetLife Stadium a few years back, Super Bowls have all almost all been at least competitive, and a lot of great games that have gone down to the wire in recent memory. But anyway, as we move forward here on the Locked On Jets podcast, I'm going to make my picks for Championship Sunday. And- Locked on Jets podcast here on a Friday, and I'm going to make my predictions for the conference championship games this year. My record heading into this game is a bad three and five, but this could have been worse because I was one and five entering divisional Sunday. And not only was I one and five, but my pick in the first game was down 24 nothing. That was the Kansas City Chiefs. So I still have a shot to finish over 500, just a, a pathetic start to the playoffs for me, but we'll see if I can rally late after, you know, I'm on a two-game winning streak. I won the two divisional games last Sunday, so you know, maybe things will start looking up for me. Our, our first game is the AFC Championship game, kickoff around 3, 3.05 Eastern on Sunday, and I, I don't love these later starting times. I've kind of, I used to like them. I'm not a big fan of them anymore. I want my football 1 and 4.30 at the normal times, but... 
what can I do? Not, 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 not like I have any power to change that. Anyway, the Tennessee Titans will meet the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, Chiefs hosting the AFC Championship game for the second consecutive year. And my, game, my view on this game has evolved over the last week. Not so much that I'm going to change my pick, but my, my view on this game, the chances of an upset, the chances of a close game have changed. Because on Sunday night, when I saw this matchup, I thought, well, Tennessee's going to get blown out. Tennessee has no shot. And that still may happen. I'm, not, I'm picking the Chiefs. But I do see a path to Tennessee winning this game. Because Tennessee is the type of team that conceivably could be built to go into Arrowhead Stadium and win this game. Because I look at the, the, the teams that have beaten the Chiefs, and there is one model that really stuck out to me that two teams have kind of pulled off within the last calendar year. The Patriots did this in the AFC Championship game a year ago, and the Indianapolis Colts did this on a Sunday night uh, earlier this season. And the Titans are built to play this way, and that's just to keep the ball away from this Kansas City offense. The best way to keep the Chiefs from, Chiefs from scoring is to keep their offense off the field, and that's by running the ball effectively, playing ball control. You go back to a year ago, and what the Patriots did, the Patriots did not design their game plan to score. They did not design, They left points on the field. They decided to not maximize their point total. What they did was they played ball control. So, you know, a two-yard, a three-yard run here, a four-yard completion there. It was all about putting together long drives to keep the Chiefs on the bench, keep their offense cold, keep their offense from heating up. And, yes, the Chiefs' offense eventually heated up in the fourth quarter. They scored 24 points in the fourth quarter. They scored 31 in that game. But through three quarters, the Patriots held them to seven points. And the Patriots probably don't win that game unless they hold the Chiefs to seven through the first three quarters because at some point the Chiefs' offense was just going to catch fire. And they, they, they at least kept the Chiefs down. The Chiefs could have scored more than 31 in that game if the Patriots weren't so good at keeping the ball away from them in the first three quarters. Um, so, And then earlier this year, the 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 Colts just dominated the ball. The Colts offensive line dominated the game, and the Chiefs ran the ball very effectively on a Sunday night. So, I mean, the, the pathway is there, and that would be keep play, keep away, keep the ball away from them from like for like 40 minutes, you know, like a 40 to 40 minutes Tennessee time of possession versus 20 minutes Kansas City. And they have the back to do it because Derrick Henry is playing about as well as any back you'll ever see right now in the NFL. He's a guy who's very tough to, to stop. Um, and I, I will say this, that if the Tennessee Titans get up, I know they're not, they're not going to start 24 nothing, like the, like the Texans did. I, I don't see that happening. I don't see the Chiefs playing as, mis- as bad. That's once in a lifetime you'll see a team play that bad, as, as badly as the Chiefs played in the first quarter against the Tennessee Titans. But if the Chiefs get off to a bad start and they fall behind early, they could be in some trouble in this game because the Titans know how to finish. And when I look back to that AFC Divisional game, you know, really what happened was that the Titans were able to play from ahead. And this is a Titans team that's built to play from ahead, from ahead because they have Derrick Henry. And they can run the ball. And, you know, that's, that's, that, that's the formula. And, you know, I look back on that game and, you know, I think one play changed it. It was the interception that bounced off Andrews' hands and, you know, went, into the, went to Tennessee, to Bird. And he was, he was able to, you know, put together a good return. The Titans were up 7 nothing, and then they scored a touchdown and went up 14 nothing. So they were able to play the entire game from ahead. And if they're able to do that again, that, that's the pathway to win. And it's run the ball and keep play keep away from this dynamic Chiefs offense. Now that said, I'm picking the Chiefs because this is how I look at it. I also look back to that Tennessee-Baltimore game. And the thing was, the Titans played their A game in that game, 
But the Ravens played terribly. If the Ravens and Titans both play their A game, the Ravens win. And not only that, the Titans caught some lucky breaks in that game, like that interception. If that inter- if that interception early at seven nothing doesn't happen, the game may play out totally different. If the Titans can't play from two scores ahead for most of the game, I don't know if they win. You know, and Baltimore may catch fire offensively. It, it, they, I think the game, in many ways, kind of turned on a lucky play, and that's not to diminish what the Titans did, because the entire every team's NFL season, you get some lucky plays, you get some unlucky plays. The good teams take advantage of the lucky plays and persevere through the unlucky plays. And in that game, Tennessee took advantage of the luck, and Baltimore did not persevere through the bad luck. So I don't want to take away from what they did, but I think these teams are not on the same talent level, especially when you look at how good this Kansas City offense is. I just think they're a tough matchup for any, you know, I just think it's a tough matchup for Tennessee. Um, And I think, I go back to this, is the Titans cannot win this game unless they play their A game again. The Chiefs cannot. The Chiefs can win if they don't play their A game. The Titans cannot win if the Chiefs play their A game. Titans cannot win if they do not play their A game. So, I just think that there's. I go into this game and I, like I go back to that Baltimore game. If you play Baltimore against Tennessee like ten times, I think the Ravens win eight of them. If it's a seven game series, Baltimore may win in five. But that's not the way the NFL works. It's a single game situation, and that gives the Titans a chance in this game. And I respect the heck out of the Titans. I just don't see it happening. And, you know, like, I think one thing that's clear is Ryan Tannehill is going to have to play better in this game because he's been he's been kind of irrelevant. I mean, he's been kind of irrelevant for the Titans in the playoffs. You know, all the talk about Adam Gase with, you know, he didn't get anything out of Tannehill. And then so, some people will reply, well, Tannehill's the same quarterback he was with Gase. And the truth lies somewhere between these two extremes. I don't think Ryan Tannehill's a franchise quarterback now. I think he's a limited quarterback. I think the Titans have done a better job taking advantage of the things he does well and avoiding putting him in situations where he'll have to do the things he does poorly. He's going to have to do more in this game. The question is, by more, do I mean work off play action and hit it, hit intermediate crossers? Or do I mean they're down 13 in the fourth quarter and he's going to have to get into the shotgun and read the whole field and lead the team back? I think if it's the, if it's the former, the Titans will win. Or the Titans have a good shot at winning. If... It's the latter, and he has to do it all himself. The Titans' odds of winning the game go way down. And my inclination, just how good this Kansas City offense is, is it's going to be the latter. And I don't like Ryan Tannehill in a shootout against Patrick Mahomes, so I will pick the Chiefs to move on to the Super Bowl. It's championship weekend in the NFL, but you can still play fantasy football with DraftKings. You draft your lineup and stay under the salary cap, and then see how your team stacks up against the competition. And you may have a free shot at winning over $750,000 with your first deposit. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing users can get a deposit bonus of up to $500. Download the DraftKings app now and use code LOCKEDON, that's one word, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for a limited time, both new and existing users can get a deposit bonus of up to $500 on your next deposit. New users, you can enter code locked on during sign up, and you'll also get a free shot at over $750,000 with your first deposit. That's code locked on, L O C K E D O N, one word, and you can get a deposit bonus up to $500 only at DraftKings. A minimum $5 deposit required. Deposit bonus requires 25 time playthrough. Eligibility restrictions re- apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Locked on Jets podcast today talking about the conference championship games. The second game on championship Sunday, it'll be around 6.30, 6.40, 
ish Eastern time kickoff in San Francisco. The top two seeds in the NFC, the Green Bay Packers visiting the San Francisco 49ers, a rematch of a game the 49ers dominated in the regular season. And this is the type of game, you know, typically when I see a rematch in a championship game of a, of a regular season blowout, I'm inclined to say this game will be closer. I actually think the 49ers are going to win this game big. I just don't like this matchup at all for, for Green Bay. Uh, you know, it's in some ways it's kind of like the student against the teacher of the uh, you know, you have Matt LaFleur, who you know used to work for Kyle Shanahan a couple of years back. It's kind of crazy that a young a coach as young as Kyle Shanahan can be referred to as the teacher in one of these matchups. Um, you know, I know I like Aaron Rodgers much more than I like Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think Gar- Garoppolo has not impressed me that much this year. I think he's. I don't think that they're winning in spite of Jimmy Garoppolo, but I don't think he has had to do a lot of the heavy lifting. And I think if the 49ers are to win the Super Bowl. He's going to have to show us something. He's going to actually have to emerge, especially if they play the Chiefs. And he's going to have to, to make some big plays. But I don't think he's. I don't think he's going to hurt them in this game. I just like I, as much as I respect Aaron Rodgers, I don't love the the weapons on this Green Bay team. I was very impressed with the way the 49ers shut down the Minnesota run game. So I think to me this is like a field position defense kind of game. And I just like the 49ers defense much more than I like the Green Bay defense. I don't think like I, said, I I don't love these Green Bay weapons. I know you have Rodgers, but I've seen games in the past where Rodgers just you know some players some guys were hurt or the Green Bay offense just was not stocked with weapons. I just don't see how the how the Packers are going to be able to move the ball effectively. I think the 49ers will be able to shut down the run game. And on the other side of the ball, I don't think the Packers' defense is built to stop the San Francisco run game. You know, I don't love this this Green Bay defense on the ground. I just think that this is a tough matchup. And as as I've said all as I've been saying last couple of weeks, I just don't think this Green Bay team is as good as its record stated. I think that they you know, took advantage of some, and to their credit, they took advantage of some things that were favorable during the season, but. I just don't think that they're built to go and go out there and win this game. And it's not it's nothing nothing against Aaron Rodgers. I just think that Rodgers is not going to be put in the spot. I just don't think he's got the right infrastructure around him to go out and beat a defense this good. It's kind of funny because the first week of the playoffs, I pick against Minnesota and they win. The next week, I pick Minnesota against San Francisco and the 49ers win. So this week after for the second straight week, I'm picking a team that I picked against last week. So they picked against the 49ers last week, but I think that they're going to win. They they showed me a lot last week. I I just I like San Francisco, which would create a heck of boy. What a fun Super Bowl that would be! The Kansas City offense against the San Francisco defense, that would be uh, just a tremendous matchup, I think. And that's 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 the matchup I'm picking. I think it'll be Kansas City defeating Tennessee in the AFC Championship game, the 49ers defeating the Packers in the the NFC Championship game. And that's my pick for the Super Bowl 54 matchup. That's all for our show today. Thank you for listening. This has been the Locked on Jets podcast. It's part of the Locked on Podcast Network. If you like what you hear, subscribe to it and leave it a good review. Have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy the games, and we will be back next week.